Today's scripture reading is from the Acts of Apostles, the second chapter, the 42nd to the 47th verse. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed with the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor for all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. We are continuing our study on the church, uh, what it is, whose it is, its purpose, how it operates, how it functions, or how it should operate, or how it should function. Um, last week, we looked at the birth of the church in the second chapter of the book of Acts, uh, the Acts of the Apostle, uh, where we read, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And again, just as a, as a recap on last week, uh, Pentecost, it's uh, the Greek name for the Jewish festival of weeks. Uh, a festival that took place uh, 50 days after the offering of the sheaf of first fruits at the time of the Passover and unleavened bread. Uh, later, the festival became associated with the giving of the law and making of the covenant on Sinai. So the promise, as we shared last week, the promise found in Jeremiah 31 would be fulfilled that the law being written on the hearts and minds of the people uh, would now be written on the hearts and minds of the people and not just something external that people could point to and sometimes obey, sometimes not obey. I was, I was as I was thinking about this, uh, I was a uh, week before last with my daughter and son-in-law and uh, they have an app. You guys probably know about it. Uh, I can't even remember the name, but he said, uh, this is an app. It's good for uh, when you come on, uh, come into those intersections that have um, the, the, the lights, the cameras there. Uh, so you know which, you know when to be good. Essentially is what he was saying. It's like, why else would you have that? I mean, otherwise don't run the light, but you pay special attention when you think someone's looking. As I shared before, I share again, and I, I, I stand humble and guilty. Who we are is what we do. When, no, when we think nobody's looking. That's who we are. That's who we are. That's who we are. Ah, you know, nobody's looking at me. Uh, I, I, I can, I can, no, no, no. See, that's, 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 that's where we are as in humanity, and that's where the Jews were, and that was the frustration, the spiritual frustration that God, time after time, experienced with his people. You know, love me. Don't, 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 don't be, don't be, slavish to the to the law I'm the maker of the law oh you know well we got to be especially good during these times of festivals yeah you need to you need to be good at times of festivals you need to be good when there aren't times of festivals you need to be nice uh, when there's no profit in it for you to be nice yeah that that's that's when you know the law has been written on your heart when you can when it, it's a, it's the closest thing on earth that I know of is mother's love 
because they they they'll love in spite of you know we might look at it objectively and it's like no 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 leave that person uh uh, uh please uh uh no that's my baby but he's 40 years old that's my baby that's a mother's love that's god love oh no give up on so and so no 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 uh uh no no do you don't you know i created that person in my image i love that person i call that person I'll never give up on that person. God will never give up on us, and you don't even need a nap. Uh, so, so after the move of the Holy Spirit, coupled with uh, Peter's explanation of what they had just witnessed, 3,000 people came to know the Lord, and, we, uh, and they were baptized. And uh, we read in the 42nd verse of the second chapter of that same book of Acts, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Four aspects of lived out devotion. The teaching by the apostles, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Last week we looked at the apostles' teaching and you'll recall that the instruction back in Matthew 28, what we call the Great Commission, uh, Jesus said, go and make. Well, how are we gonna make this? By baptizing and teaching. By baptizing and teaching. By baptizing and teaching, by baptizing and teaching. That's why I emphasize, (laughs) obviously I emphasize baptism, but I emphasize the teaching aspects. You you have to know what what you believe, otherwise, you know, we'll fall for anything. Um, And as I shared, uh, transformation instruction, transformation and instruction are two sides of the same coin. Transformation can't happen without instruction. And with instruction comes transformation. It, 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 you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to, uh, you, you, you don't have to, you know, you, that's why we teach kids in, in elementary school or where you, we, we go through college. We, we want transformation. You know, I don't want to go to, I, I definitely don't want to go to a doctor who hasn't been trained, who hasn't gone to school. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, you know, I, I don't have to, you know, I, I, can, I can buy. Well, you know, uh, take your car to that mechanic that's never been trained and see what happens. See what happens. See what happens. Um, so after Peter preached and explained what had just happened, the people asked, what do we need to be do? What do we need to do to be saved? And Peter told them what to do. They obeyed and they were saved. And again, we don't know exactly what the apostles' teaching was or is or really what Peter fully meant, but we can, we can intuit uh, to a certain degree uh, from portions of the New Testament that lets us know that its central message was the birth, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That was the apostles' teaching. It was, it was really straightforward, it was really easy. It was the birth, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And as Paul would uh, uh, write later to the church at Corinth, and so it was with me, brothers and sisters. When I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And as Paul would also write to his his son in ministry, uh, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved a worker who does not need to be ashamed, who correctly handles the word of truth. Devotion to scripture, devotion to the word, the constant regular reading and ultimately application of the word is central to our faith and to our spiritual growth. 
See, uh, again, I, as I said about uh, our knowledge of, of, of the counterfeit, the Treasury Department doesn't train people on counterfeit bills. They train them on what is the original, what is the genuine. So that when, they, when, when any time any new flavor of phony comes along, you don't have to have a new course on that. Hey, oh, you know, they're, they're floating fake $100 bills in uh, this part of the country. Uh, I don't need a course on that because I know the original. I know what's the real. That's why we emphasize City Church and hopefully at all churches that, that really are devoted to the knowledge of God. It's you need, you must, you have to be in study. You have to be. You have to be in study. You have to be in study. That's where you're going to learn. That's where you're going to develop that spiritual muscle. I, DeAndre's not here, but I, I would, I would, I would, uh, you can take this, uh, Isabel, back to him. Uh, he was, he was, he was mocking my guns. My guns. <laughs> he was saying, no, no, Pastor Meeks, the gun show is over there. And it was, uh, I was like, oh, okay, I see you. I, I. If we want the muscle, if we want that spiritual muscle, if we want the, 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 the capacity to, to weather the storms of life, to draw close to him, to develop that intimate relationship with him, then we have to know who he is, how he operates, how he relates to us, what does he want from us? It's the same thing with our horizontal relationships. If you want to go deep with your, the one you love, your kids or whatever, you know, uh, how long would you tolerate someone if, if, if uh, you ask your kid, how was your day at school? It was fine. No, talk to me. Tell me how your day was. What happened? How did you interact? What, and you sit there and you force your kid. See, God doesn't even do that to us. But he wants that. He wants that dialogue. He wants that interaction. So it begs the question, how much time do we really spend? I mean, be honest with yourself. I don't need to show our hands or anything. Be honest with ourselves. How much time do we spend in isolated, concerted, focused time with God? How much time? Are we talking minutes or seconds? Well, how much time? Uh, how much time compared to the voice? Or, or, or any other television drama? Or whatever endeavor. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that those things are necessarily bad in and of themselves. But, but, but if you were in relationship with someone and you were constantly, and I do know, that's, I call them sports widows. You know, it's like, look, can you turn the TV off and spend time with me? Spin, turn the TV off. I don't care what, the 49ers aren't going to save you. 49, the Raiders may be better, but they, they're not going to, they don't care about you. They, they don't, they, they don't. But, but we, we, we pour ourselves into that and we, we, we seem to be actualized by that. And there's, again, there's nothing wrong with that to the degree that we put it in its proper context and setting. I'm a diehard Giants fan. But I will tell you this, if, if, particularly for those of you who have friended me on Facebook, is you see a whole lot, of, a lot fewer Giants posts, post-Haiti. I just, I still care. I just don't care as much. There are other things that really consume a family. My relationship with God. That, that's, that's what I'm concerned about. That, that, that's what I, I, I'm, I'm pouring myself into because I know that, was, that will please him and that will pay eternal dividends.
So our study groups, be it small study group first Wednesday or Sunday morning, those are the places where we discover the things we didn't know. And as I shared, uh, building that muscle, that spiritual muscle, as my father, to borrow from my father, as he said, dropping us off at school every, every school day. Study hard, remember it's you. Study hard, remember it's you. Study hard, it's you, it's your walk, it's your faith, it's your capacity to, to again, weather the storm, to know what God has called us to do. There's gonna come a day when you try and dial my, my 10 digit cell phone number and Pastor Meeks won't be there. So what are you gonna do? What are you going to do? What, are you gonna, what relationship do you have with the Father? Not with me. I want a good relationship with you. I'm, 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 I'm proud to be co-laborer and under-shepherd with you, uh, for you. Uh, but, but the relationship that we need to strengthen and deepen, it's with the Father. It's not, 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 not with me. Uh, so today we want to consider the second of the four aspects of our first century behavior, fellowship. Fellowship. Look again at the 42nd verse of the, uh, the second chapter. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, that was last week, and to fellowship. Fellowship. The word translated fellowship here is uh, from the Greek word, is the Greek word uh, koinonia. Koinonia. You've probably heard that used uh, in, uh, as, as, a, as a title for different ministries. I've heard the koinonia ministry and uh, things of that nature, koinonia. I don't know of any one word, I don't know of any one word, and it really takes a whole lot of words to, to sum up what this word means. That's, that's the beauty of certain languages, that they can, they can, in a word, capture what it takes in English, a whole paragraph. Uh, 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 to present. Um, A dictionary definition includes words and phrases. This is best I can do. Includes words and phrases like close association involving mutual interests, sharing, association, communion, fellowship, close relationship, and to its fullest extent, it's the intimacy that one, that we, that we can experience on this side of heaven uh, physically between a man and a woman. Koinonia. Koinonia. So when you hear that, it says, oh yeah, koinonia. Yeah, 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 it's fellowship. No, it's koinonia. Much different, much deeper, much more fuller. Um, Paul in his letter to the church at Corinth, uh, and again, that's a church we all know it was, it, like a lot of churches, I won't say city church, but a lot of churches that, that had a lot of issues. You know, that's why I say wherever we go, we're there. So wherever we take ourselves, the issues will go with us. So it's, it, it's us, it's not the church. It's, 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 it's not the assembly, it's us. But Paul wrote to the church at Corinth who is filled with issues, dysfunctional in so many ways. He said, God is faithful, who has called you into koinonia with his son, Jesus our Lord. The essence of our Christian life, the the, the absolute essence of our life, the the, the purpose for you being, the purpose for you, you, you being born, 
You know, it wasn't just your mom and dad coming together and creating the beautiful person that you are. The reason that you've been born and exists today in perfection, it's to be in koinonia with the Father. That's your purpose. That's your purpose. And the reason, because we are created spiritually, the reason why a lot of our lives are lived in frustration is because we're not, we're, you know, it's like, you know, you ever been to the, I, I thought, not last night, I think I was there the night before, uh, where you, you're kind of hungry, you're not quite sure what you want, so you rummage through the cabinet and you stuff something in your mouth, and that wasn't it. That wasn't it. You try something else, that wasn't it either. And about 600 calories and a stomach ache later, it's just like, man, this is just, I don't feel right. That's, that's life. Well, let me try this. Yeah, I, I, try this job. Let me try this relationship. Try this new set of clothes. Or as I see a lot of folks my age and older, uh, that convertible is not for you. <laughs> that's not for you. That, that was a few decades ago. I'm trying to fulfill in my life something that I've, I, 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 this is, uh, man, and after you do it, you buy it, you experience it, it's like, that's not it. That's, that's, that's not it. See, because we were created for koinonia with the Father. And so we continue to try and stuff things into our lives that, well, if you would just do this, and you would do that, and if, if this were different, and if that were different, and it's just like, no, no, you need koinonia. Uh, kind of an example is, I, I thought about this, is uh, the, there's, you know, you can see on TV any, any number of celebrity couples that may be walking down the, 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 the red carpet and they couldn't be more disconnected. The last thing that they have experiencing between themselves is koinonia. But my wife and I, I forget exactly where it was, uh, it may have been up at Lake Tahoe or may have been since we've come back down the hill, uh, there was an older couple, much older than we are, uh, that they were holding hands and they were experiencing koinonia. They, they were connected. They, 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 they were just, just holding hands. That was it. They were, they were connected. They, you could tell in their body language and how they walked, how they strode. It's like, we're one. We're, we're, we're one. We're one. That's what God wants with us. Um, but as I often say, we can't lead where we don't go. Similarly, we can't exemplify what we don't have. The world is looking for koinonia. But sadly, a lot of us don't experience it either. You know, we're, we, 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 have, we, have the, we have everything that we need to live, as Christ described, that abundant life. We have everything. There's nothing, we, there's, there's no conference we need to attend. There's no, no special potion. There's no special laying on of hands. There's, there's, there's nothing you need that the Holy Spirit doesn't already have for you right now for you to live the abundant life. So if you're in your life, and, and again, you, you, you don't, don't let me know, let yourself know. If you're, you're in life and it's, and it's, I'm just not living that abundant life. If you're his, the question is, why? If you're his, 
Why aren't you experiencing? And if you start to start to list things that are external from you, therein lies a problem. It's this condition, it's this situation, it's that person, it's, no, 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 let's, let's pull back. Uh, he promised us abundant life. He also said, you need to pick up your cross and follow me. And we both know those things are tough to reconcile from our North American 2016 version of life. Because when we saw someone carrying, when he said, he said that intentionally, pick up your cross and follow me. When you saw someone in the, in the first century BC, first century AD, when the Romans were at their peak with, 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 Roman cru with the crucifixion, when you saw someone with a cross, you knew that was a dead person walking. So Jesus uses that phrase intentionally. Pick up your cross and die to me. Die to me. So what does, this look, what, what does this koinonia thing look like lived out? Well, thankfully, Paul gives an answer in the next verse, in, in, in verse 10 of 1 Corinthians 1. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Agreement in conversation? Unity in action, united in thinking. See, this is not the result of just being born to the same blood parents. This is the result of the same spiritual DNA running through your veins and my veins. See, this is, well, I can get along with so-and-so because that's my sister, that's my brother. Well, we all know that only lasts for a minute anyway because some sisters and brothers, they don't get along. They just don't get along. Uh, uh, but we are, we are united because we are, we are one in him. You know, you know for your own self, love makes you behave in, in ways that are just don't make sense. They, they just don't make sense. Uh, you get on the phone, I, I know it's a long time ago, you know, you might get on the phone, you know, basically when they were corded phones, when you were dating, and you're talking to the one you love. Neither one of you are saying anything. But, but it's like, you say something. No, you say something. You hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> you just, you just, just, just stupid stuff like that. It's just love, love makes you do stuff like that. Or like with guys, you know, we've all been there. We've all done that. You go to a restaurant, you can barely afford. What do you say? You tell them, you order first. That's more than being a gentleman. You know what you got in your pocket. And love will cause you to, no, you order. And it's, maybe it's that, 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 that uh, uh, seafood feast or something, and it's, it's $30. And it's just like, okay, what will you have? Uh, I'm not really hungry. I think I'll have a bowl of soup. Is that all? Yeah, I'm, I just, I'm not hungry. Love will cause you to do stuff like that. That's what love will do. It will cause you to act out of yourself in ways that you wouldn't otherwise act. See, love, the, the opposite of that is like, you ordered that? Oh, no, no, that's too much money. I can't afford that, and I can't eat too, so you need to dial back. <laughs> that, that's not love. See, it's like, see, that's a quid pro quo. You know, you eat, I eat, so, so no, 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 no. Um, in the first century, it wasn't too much different from that, as we, I'm, I'm almost done. 44th verse reads of the second chapter of the book of Acts. All the believers were together. I mean, just, just really, just, just fathom this, this type of behavior and try and overlay that 
today. It, it, it'd be really, really tough. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is fellowship. This is sharing. This is communion. This is relationship. This is intimacy. This is koinonia. And the reason it's so radical for us to wrap our minds around today is that's how far we are from the perfect. We, we tend to try and overlay basically what we like to do and, and try and nudge God in our direction. It's okay if I don't respond this way, isn't it? I'm justified. And God is saying, are you striving for koinonia? Are you striving for you? See, because we have the capacity, uh, because we have the Holy Spirit, we have the capacity to do things that are beyond us. You may be right, but you may not be holy. And that's, and that, and that's, that's the human dilemma. Do we want to be right? Or do we want to be holy? Do we want to be right? Or do we want to be holy? When we don't operate in this way, then we know we're outside, we're moving outside of the Spirit of God. So my prayer, my, my sincere prayer, is that God moves us individually and collectively into a spirit of fellowship that the best word created that I know of is called koinonia, that allows us to act and to live and to dwell in a realm that people will look at and say, you guys are crazy. You guys commune together. You share stuff. You spend time with one another. Are you nuts? Yeah, yeah I am. Yes, yes, yes I am. I'm nuts. 